You're listening to Art City Now. Welcome, my friends, to Art City Now, the podcast which explores the current state of the art scene in different cities. I'm your host, Troy Ramos. In this first ever series, we'll cover the art scene of Battle Creek, Michigan, a sleepy little city in the Midwest of America, situated perfectly between Detroit and Chicago. Over the course of the next five episodes, we will look at what's happening around the BC art scene right now, talking with artists, musicians, actors, organizers, even directors and filmmakers, all working within the city and all with their own unique perspective on the current state of the art scene. So we will cover visual arts, theater, local television, local music, and two of the biggest arts events in the city, Spring and Fall into the Arts, and the street art festival known as Color the Creek. So are we ready? Me neither, but we're going to do this anyway. I hope you enjoyed this new series. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's get started. This is Battle Creek, Episode 1, The Art of the City, now on Art City Now. Art City Now is a production of Art House 43 and is made possible in part by the Battle Creek Community Foundation, with the mission to promote giving, build endowment, and provide leadership to improve quality of life, creating a way for people of all means to give back to their communities since 1974. And by Meyer, committed to strengthening the communities they serve since 1934. By the Art Center at Battle Creek, since 1948 devoted to providing the community with arts and culture. And from support by our generous donors on our GoFundMe campaign, your support as always, means everything. Historically, Battle Creek has always benefited from its close proximity to Chicago and Detroit, first being a major industrial hub in the late 1800s, to then becoming the serial capital of the world by the early to mid-1900s. And while these big ideas were forming on the surface, from the beginning, the art scene had been slowly developing a strong community, and even some of the 19th century's grandest traditions continue to play a key role in the shaping of the city's art scene today. In this episode, we'll first look at the visual arts world in BC, talking with longtime executive director of the Art Center of Battle Creek, Linda Holderbaum, and we also have a chat with the artist Paul Edwards. But first, I couldn't think of a better place to start than with the Art Center of Battle Creek. It's the oldest art institution in the city, forming back in the 1940s. It's uniquely situated in a north side neighborhood, very cozy, and has established a longtime tradition of being a platform for local artists for over 70 years. And there are times when, yes, I'd love to bring in something big and have more room to do that, but then another part of me says, okay, remember, we are the art center, we're the local one. If you want to go see a big show, you can go to Detroit, you can go to Chicago, you can go to Grand Rapids, even Kalamazoo Institute of Art you know, has shows, their stuff is different than ours. And I think we just have to realize what our niche is. Linda Holderbaum has been the director at the Art Center for decades. And we talked a lot about how important it is for them to be the sort of stage for local artists. We are your community art center. Hmm. And that's what we should be doing. It's almost like uh, the individual, uh, an artist or a person, Mm -hmm. has to... They end up finding their not only their voice but their sort of role in the community in, in a sense, like they f- who their network 
mm -hmm. they network yep. with. Yep. Same thing for a, 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 an institution like this, like a collective. Like what? Because you're, you're saying we, we we could those shows cost a lot of money, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. even if we had the money, should we be doing that? Should we be more focused on the community? Right. Yes. So. Right. Yeah. And, and I think probably all art centers and art museums. Um, wrestle with that, particularly now and I get back to that, what makes it relevant? You know, what will bring people in the door? If we put our permanent collection on exhibit, will people flock in to see it? No. Um, because, well, and, and, and I'm not saying that to mean we have a bad collection. We don't. But it's just we don't have a Rembrandt or something ultra famous that people are going to flock in to see. Yeah. And then um, it's the well we need to show fine art stuff. Yes, I understand that, and we do. But you also need to show local artists. I know I'm making this sound weird, but um, you know you need to show local stuff that people will come to see and support. And then you throw in, or in addition to, you know, you put some of the higher end stuff. It, and you yeah. know, and part part of our problem is there's that misconception that you got to know about art to come to the art center, you know, and people are afraid of that. And we, you know, and by putting in, I mean, even cultural exhibits like this, um, you know, like we have now, it's to show that there isn't, that barrier shouldn't be there. Yeah. You can still come, have a good time, look at the artwork, and you don't have to know a thing about art. Even if you could afford to buy Rembrandt's, mm -hmm. as much as uh, uh, Rembrandt's or um, Caravaggio's or whatever it is, mm -hmm. as much as I might like to look at those, I don't know what Caravaggio has to do with Battle Creek yeah. in a way, or if we're in some other small town, like, but, and no disrespect meant, but, mm -hmm. meant, but uh, I almost want to see local art because then mm -hmm. that's something that emanates from the area whereas right. you bring in this is a, probably an age-old thing but the dia or the kia mm -hmm. they're bringing all these big shows to london and detroit or whatever but they're really just like traveling circuses in a way that, that mm -hmm. they end up you see them but if, if, a, if a child that lives nearby here sees um, a monet maybe they might enjoy that more than a local artist or something but it's not as there's, there's a connection that's different than the mm -hmm. local artist, mm -hmm. which is what you have. Yeah. Local yeah. art. Oh, yeah. A 2017 article in MLive, MLive is a news organization based in Michigan, reports that in Michigan, the NEA, National Endowment for the Arts, and NEH provided $2 million and about $1.9 million in grants in the 2016 fiscal year which includes grants to both individuals and institutions, as well as grants through the Michigan Humanities Council and the Michigan Council for Arts and Cultural Affairs. Now, those are perhaps surprisingly low numbers, considering that Michigan is the ninth biggest state in the country, receiving under $4 million in grants from perhaps a few of the nation's largest arts funding bodies. And once you consider the statewide cuts to arts programs, arts funding continues to be a massive challenge. These types of challenges are seen in Battle Creek as well. But in some cases here, it's even worse than a lack of funding. Sometimes the entire arts programs themselves are cut out of the schools entirely. Because you do high school shows too. Yes, right? we do. Yeah, we do kindergarten through high school. Yeah. 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 And our only yeah. problem with that 
is it's, that show is reducing in size because they're eliminating art in the school districts. Is that a city thing or a state thing, you think? I think it's a state thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's sad. Yeah. So we keep extending our range of schools we are inviting because we invite the art teachers to really, they're the jurors for the show, so mm-hmm. they have to package the work, you know, pick who's going to be in it and then bring us the pieces and we put it on display. And we have lost, oh, probably 10 different school districts in the last four or five years that they've just eliminated art from their, you know, from their curriculum and they have no art teachers, period. Mm-hmm. So that, that is very sad because once it's gone, it's hard to pull it back into the schools. Right. Mm-hmm. At one point, there must have been a, sort of an abundance of arts in the school systems for them to have taken it all away. Mm-hmm. I wonder if at one point, the decades, 60s or 50s or whatever, like it was, it was higher? I think? I, think, I think it was. There wasn't such an emphasis on test scores. Mm. I mean, that, that seems to be a lot of it. And I know education has, has changed considerably. And unfortunately, yes, they're focusing on test scores because that's a measurable somewhat measurable outcome. You can't measure what you get from art. I want, it's, maybe it's one of those things that just transcends description. I it's a higher, so. it's, mm-hmm. uh, it transcends thought or speech. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it harder, even though, as great as that is, it makes it harder to stand in front of a board or a school yes. board or whatever yes. and say like, Here, here's why it's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the many artists who have had their work shown at the Art Center of Battle Creek is the photographer Paul Edwards. Paul's also shown his work around the city, including at two of the largest arts festivals here called Spring into the Arts and Fall into the Arts, collectively known also as Art Walk. We talked with Paul about these artistic spaces, as well as the overall art scene from his perspective, and also, of course, about his work. Now, I've seen Paul's work before, and it's interesting how we can develop an idea about an artist's work that might differ from their intention. And so I started off by asking him about this and also what I had seen in his work. Is there something that uh, in the world of horror or anything that resonates with you, or am I reading that completely wrong? No, uh, it has nothing to do with horror. Uh, That is a good question to ask unintentional but I could understand that because in uh, the photographs that I do I force people hey you can't move for six seconds (laughs) some interesting elements about Paul's work is the sort of old world look they have they can look like they were taken with cameras straight out of the 1800s and yet at the same time the subject can also be very modern becoming an interesting blend of these two different approaches Paul delved a little bit further into this and why I may have thought there was a horror aspect to his work. You can't move, hold still, this is a, this is a two-second shot. So smiling isn't an option. Uh, <laughs> even in the 1800s, nobody smiled. Right. Um, if you ever run across uh, any of those older photographs that have kids in them, Nine times out of a ten, there's an adult wrapped up in a rug holding the kid. If you look behind them, you'll see somebody holding them. 
Right. <laughs> so they don't move. Uh, the horror thing uh, is a good question, though, but generally it was because you're not allowed to smile. Hmm. Interesting. Your, your, your works just have, like, an interesting... I don't know if it's literal, but a dark quality to them, just the way that it... Because it's usually... It tends to be, like, darker tones a little bit, but um, that's something that's always struck me. I, <clears throat> darker tones, even, even though they're warm... But I, I don't care for cold. Mm. Uh, a lot of people like cold. Uh, but if you've ever looked at some of uh, <clears throat> some of the horror, it's uh, Jeepers Creepers is one, especially number two. Here's this really warm cornfield with the creeper on a post out there in the field, and it's all real, real warm. Uh, all it went to the extent from warm to to scary that borderline between dark and and warm. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does, and I I don't know if that's something that in the modern perspective we just have associated it with those things, or if it's something that we're actually seeing and not describing very well. But could yeah, I probably don't describe it real well. Well, no, <laughs> I, yeah, I I I don't describe it very well, but I know that. Sometimes looking at, um, like you said, the forgotten processes, um, also the forgotten culture and the forgotten way people were, that, we, that seeing something like that kind of reminds me of time and history and the way people did things, and, and not even necessarily through art, but just, just the way that they interacted with each other through the camera. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, some of it is happy mistake. And some of it isn't. Uh, I love forgotten processes, but why not take and mix them with digital? Uh, that's actually what uh, some of those prints over there on the wall are, some darkroom prints, but the two that's pinned together, that's darkroom paper fixed, printed digitally. Mm. <laughs> so, so I've taken... Uh, you know, the dark room paper, fixed it, dried it, took it down, scanned the negatives uh, with a digital scanner, and then and then print on dark room paper. So I mixed two practices. Right. It's like a hybrid. Talking with artists about the state of artistic spaces for showing their work, you get the sense that there are venues here in Battle Creek, but that there's definitely room for improvement as well. Do you think those people um, who are working in in Battle Creek, um, do they get together and talk? Do they have shows? Are they are they islands? Do they is there a, a platform enough platform uh, enough platforms for them to sort of showcase whatever they're doing? <clears throat> there there could be if they got together and talked. You know the. Uh, the spring into the arts and the fall into the arts in Battle Creek has kind of, kind of dropped a little bit. Has it? Yeah. Uh, in from, attendance. From what I see, it, it's more up to the artist to go out and find a venue to be in, uh, where you know uh, <clears throat> KCC would have a place for a group of students to display art, 
it's it's not that way anymore. I guess it's a almost a different uh, state of mind to think about the work you're doing and also the the place you're doing the work in and whether there are enough show art shows or there are enough places to show because um, it's a different state of mind, right? You're just working on what you're working in and, and if it shows, it shows and if it doesn't, it doesn't. I can go to the art center and ask for a show. I can go downtown and ask for a venue. Mm -hmm. um, Plenty of places, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, here. Yeah. In, in Battle Creek, if an artist wants their work out there, it comes down to, hey, I want to set a couple pieces of my art in here on easels. And don't take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, artistic spaces are crucial if artists want to connect their work with beings outside of their workspace. So we also posed this question about venues in Battle Creek to Linda of the Art Center. Art Walk here, which mm -hmm. I know they're calling Spring mm -hmm. into the Arts and Fall into the Arts. Right. Mm -hmm. I think people know it as all three, probably. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But that is one of the things that you will go downtown and see yes. a thousand people when you... That doesn't happen very often, not even for the cereal festival or, right. you know... Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that gives you hope, yes. I think. Oh, yes, it does, yes. It's, one of those, it's, it goes back to the community. Yeah. You know, you go down and you see all your friends you haven't seen in six months, yeah. and they're looking at the art, and you're looking at the art, and it still opens those conversations, which, you know, which art should be doing. That's one thing we need to do with it. And so, they're putting it into... Um, they're putting it into buildings that you don't mm -hmm. normally get to see, and yeah. it's sort of okay to drink wine while you walk around, and yeah. there's, everybody kind of just looks the other way and lets this thing yeah. happen, this community, mm -hmm. this communal thing. Yeah, it's, it's like very a, casual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. art might be the reason, art might be the technically the focus, but like you said, mm -hmm. it just turns into this social thing where you can see people and mm -hmm. see a city that has had its troubles uh, um, yeah. sort of... Yeah, which probably is like, like you said, it's like probably a hundred other probably. thousand other cities, yeah. you know, in the Midwest or probably in the whole United States. I think everybody's struggling with these same kind of probably. things, you know, I suppose. I was lucky enough to be able to attend an art opening at the Art Center of Battle Creek, and it was impressive to see the turnout and the strong community support they seem to have. I wanted to know why, so I asked Linda how they're able to get perhaps the biggest turnouts so consistently. I've been to a lot of openings in the city at different places. Mm -hmm. um, you always get a lot of people in here for your openings. Yeah, we have good food. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have great. We have volunteers that produce really good food, and that does help. It does help. It, to it have does help. Food. But, the, yes. but you can tell when you come to an opening here that you've got sort of the elements to an arts culture that. A, that mm -hmm. certain institutions have. If you're in Detroit, yeah. you have the DIA and yeah. um, KIA and Kalamazoo and the Graham and Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. uh, you have an opening, and the the crowd that crowd shows up, mm -hmm. even if you don't know who they are. They yeah. they very they look the parts. Mm -hmm. So you you have that. I don't think anybody else has that here. 
I don't know if there was ever another yeah. uh, institution that had that, but that's a good thing to have, obviously. Yeah, it is. I mean, and we have some of our regulars, you know, who are here no matter what. Um, you know, we have some who are just general supporters. They realize that, you know, that we are a valuable entity in this community and they want us to stay here and they're interested in coming to see what's the new thing here and then of course there are those that are involved in whatever shape and form with the particular exhibit we have mm. that is also why we change shows a lot mm. you know almost every single month um, we have something new so we average 10 exhibits a year just because I want to keep people coming back in, going back to the gift shop where they may have forgotten or somebody new says, oh, I didn't know you had a gift shop. And gee, you feature Michigan artists. And a lot of those, probably 90% of them are local to Calhoun County. And we want to make sure people are aware of that because we try and help artists out by offering that, you know, that too. So yeah. it just all, it all fits, yeah. you know, and we try and be very welcoming. And, you know, and I think just the atmosphere in this building is very comfortable. It is. I think people feel comfortable here. In a bigger city, you have more platforms, but also more competition. In the smaller area, you have less competition, but also less venues. This dilemma, if it is indeed a dilemma, is probably mirrored in many other facets of life, not just in the art world. In thinking about the large versus small models, I thought back to something Paul Edwards said while he was talking about his artwork moving from being presented in larger formats to smaller ones. It made me think of something that philosopher Jacques Derrida once said about how the smaller element is just as capable of encapsulating not only anything, but everything. I, I went from, okay, I need to see how big I can print, and now I'm down to these two by three inch glass plates. <laughs> uh, because I realized that not all art needs to, you know, you don't need to stand 30 feet from it to look at it. Right. I, I, Sometimes it gets less personal. When it's bigger. Uh, yeah. When uh, you want the uh, viewer to be involved with it, you need to get them close to it. Art City Now is produced by Art House 43, an arts organization dedicated to connecting the arts and communities. For more information and to pledge your support, please visit arthouse43.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Art City Now. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode as we continue our series on Battle Creek. Remember that you can support us by going to arthouse43.com and clicking on support. We cannot expect programs like this to continue if we continue to listen for free. If we value something, we need to ensure it has financial support, too. If we say that information is free, then we're saying that, in the information age, everyone is worthless. There is no such thing as free information, so please show us how much you value our work by going to arthouse43.com and clicking on support. And please also support us by sharing these episodes and by following us on all social media at arthouse43. All right, friends, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening, and goodbye for now.